At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast. This is Betting Across America on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome to Circa. Welcome to the continuation of Betting Across America. I'm Jeff Parles. Amal Shah. Amal, when's the last time you and I worked together? It's been a while. It definitely has been a while. I couldn't even tell you. Yeah, I, I was trying. I was talking to our great producer Elliot before the show, and I was trying to figure out when was the last time. It had yeah. to have been like 2019. It's it was, but, but I tell you right now, Jeff, we're already off to a rough start. Elliot and great. I don't know. Jury's oh. still out. No, I'm kidding. That's my guy. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Our, uh, the, the, the two Mizzou grads you're dealing with today. You know, I forgot about that. We're going to be talking Tigers football. Should last about 30 seconds. Looking at probably about a four and eight season there in Como. I was going to go under 30 seconds, actually. I was being, no, no, no. We got, we got to give him a shot. You got a full 30? Yeah, I got a full 30 on that. <laughs> so, but we got a lot to get to, uh, Amal. We'll, uh, we'll hear from Alex Schiffer, who yeah. covers the Nets for, for the Athletic. Yeah. We'll hear from Mike Peranio later. We'll hear from Dave Ross. But, but Amal, let's just start with the biggest news in the sports world today. Iga Swatek finally lost. She's done in Wimbledon. Yeah, remember, she had junior success at Wimbledon winning this tournament as a junior. But not once you step up in the women's uh, WTA side. It's a whole different animal. And we see Iga go out there. Look, I've said all along, Iga's played great tennis. But I think the one thing that's gone vastly overlooked, Jeff, in terms of big picture with this tennis and her success, the best players... Number one, the best player in the world is not playing right now, and she's retired. That's Ash in Barty. Ash Barty yep. Yeah, she's the defending champion. Remember, she was the defending Australian Open and Wimbledon champion currently. Um, she walked away from the, uh, the game at 26. A lot of the players like Petra, who's had great success, goes out today. You just don't have the same players with the same cachet, Naomi. Sock has been an enigma for the last year or so. Uh, we know Serena Williams is on a downturn in her career. She's literally played two matches in the last 12, 13 months, both at Wimbledon, losing both of them in the first round. Uh, so I think Iga's gotten a ton of credit, not taking anything away from her sex success, but Elise Cornet is a player who's had success against uh, higher-ranked players in her 30s, been around for a long time. I think the big surprise was the scoreline when you look at the domination yeah. today. It was a uh, 6-4, 6-2. Yeah. wasn't really even that close. No. Uh, all. And now that opens the draw up for Anz Jabor, who I'm holding a, a nice uh, pre-tournament ticket on Jabor. So I, I like that result today with Swatek going out. I've got 15-1 to on Simona Halep, and I'm going to ride Halep. This is a multiple-time Grand Slam champion, having won at Wimbledon in 2019. Really played probably the best match of her life at center court in the final against Serena, dominating that match and winning in straight sets. Um, Jabor is terrific. She's got a great opportunity. Uh, Paula Bedosa had really a rough patch for two months, starting to come on. 
have an opportunity here. I think it's wide open. When you look at the women's draw, I think Amanda Anisimova, um, with her power game, if her second serve can be solid, she's got an opportunity. She takes care of business against the uh, American phenom in Coco Goff today. Yes, uh, that was an upset, technically, mm-hmm. Anisimova over Goff. Uh, and then also on the men's side right now, uh, you, we, right before we get on the air, I get a, you get a text I see on Twitter, Kyrgios and Sissipas as, as wild as one would have expected. Kyrgios looking to close out set number three to go up two sets to one. Jeff, you might be the best tennis player I don't know about, but I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> I wouldn't bet Nick Kyrgios if he was playing you because I don't trust Nick. He is not a guy that you can trust consistently. And to me, that's one of the biggest issues when you look at him in terms of his uh, thought process, his mental acuity. It's just not there. You don't trust him, and he's not a guy I would want to back in a lot of spots. So Kyrgios right now looking to serve out set number three. That would put up two sets to one again. That is a, a pretty heavy-duty third-round matchup where, again, we, we know the history with Kyrgios, who a little, a little bit nuts. We'll just go with that there, Amal. Yeah, the problem is, talent-wise, this guy on grass should be a top-five player mm-hmm. every year, should be a Grand Slam finalist at Wimbledon or a semifinalist. Maybe if you run into the Joker or Rafa, you might run into a problem. But with his serve and even his second serve, Nick is unbelievable. But he doesn't have the temperament that's necessary to win. I, I'm wondering if he tastes success, which he has previously. He's won in Washington. He's had some. He's really played well when he goes against the big three. But I, I don't get why this guy will throw an underhand serve in when you've got one of the top five serves in the world. You've got an all-court game that can be dominant outside of clay, really. I shouldn't say all-court, but at least on grass and on hard courts. Um, this guy has the ability to win. Uh, definitely. And, and again, if he gets by Sissipas, uh, that, that quarter opens up for Kyrgios for sure. Uh, looking at a, a, I'm all looking at what else is going on uh, this week. I know you had thoughts this week on UCLA and USC moving to the Big Ten starting in 2024. Uh, again, it just, we're two days after that report yeah. came out of nowhere. And then five hours later, the two biggest programs out West were in the conference of the Midwest. Well, you know, first of all, I heard a rumor that your school, Missouri, might be looking to get to the Big Ten. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, but there is a lot of money that would, again, that's the one conference that could Equal the SEC for Mizzou? Ge- geographically, it makes sense. Geographically, makes tremendous makes sense. Tremendous either, either way, they can yep. go neither. But the thing is, Missouri, outside of Vanderbilt and Florida, are probably the only two schools, that, and I might be leaving somebody out in the SEC, but that would qualify academically to join the Big Ten. Because there's a requirement in terms of where you are academically to join the Big Ten. That's why USC and UCLA were slam mm-hmm. dunk. Uh, Oregon, I'm not as familiar with academically. Washington, tremendous university, university. would be one that would, be, that would qualify easily. Let's start with the one negative. You've got the geographic situation, right? The, the Reykjavik, Iceland is closer to uh, <laughs> to Newark than Los Angeles is. So from that standpoint, it's it's you're looking at flight times or a challenge, but nobody's going to pretend that the NCAA or these colleges care about the student athlete. So now that we've got that off the table, this is a huge boon for UCLA and USC and for the Big Ten. Let's start from a USC-UCLA perspective. I think from a recruiting point of view now, you can get kids from the Midwest to come out West a lot easier because you're going to be on TV, you're going to be playing in your home state, you're going to have opportunities. And then from the Big Ten perspective, you only enhance your footprint in the state of California in the number two television market. You're intertwined with the number one market in New York City. You've got the number three market in Chicago. I mean, if you're the Big Ten and you've got to deal with Fox, you talk about the noon and then 3.30 kickoffs. And by the way, give Fox a ton of credit. They understand gambling. They don't kick off until 4 and 7.30, like 8 o'clock. Right. They understand. That's why the NFL pushed those 1 p.m. to 4.25 starts. Do you know how much of a precipitous drop you have in ratings when nobody gets those 4 o'clock bets in? I mean, it changes the <laughs> dynamic. You're not, you're not wrong. And, and look, it's interesting, like, looking at both of these programs, too, because... You could argue USC has been the most disappointing football program other than Texas over the last decade. And now you move them in with Lincoln in the Lincoln-Riley era. You move them into this big thing where I don't think they're going to have a problem competing in the Big Ten. I don't think they're going to have a problem at all. And then UCLA, even if football's a little bit down, they're so good in everything else. It's so good in everything else. If you take football off the table, UCLA along with Stanford is probably, and USC as well really, they're, they're the best among the maybe sports that people don't pay attention to as much. Stanford, we know, is phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. in terms of winning the Director's Cup for, uh, you know, uh, overall sports. Uh, but to your point, I, I think USC, one of the funny things I found was the argument, and this goes back to when um, 
uh, the coach at Wyoming took over at Purdue. He was uh, uh, Drew Brees' coach there. I, I'm drawing uh, uh, Tiller. When uh, Tiller came in there, they go, well, you're not going to be able to throw the ball in Big Ten weather. First of all, the last game of the Big Ten regular season is in late November. Right. Second, he came from Wyoming. People are like, well, USC is going to have to play in a blizzard. How many blizzards are there? And by the way, their last game of the regular season is going to be 10 LA. miles across <laughs> the town at the Rose Bowl or, you know, at the Coliseum. Right. I mean, come on, give me a break. So I think that's a complete misnomer. On top of it, when you look at this, I think it bodes well for all factions involved here. I, I think it's going to be extremely beneficial for everyone. Move, moving this just for a betting perspective yeah. into this year uh, for USC and, yeah. and, and UCLA, because last year didn't provide any betting impact really in the Big 12 right. with Oklahoma and Texas's news. Texas was still a bumbling mess. Oklahoma, even though they were down, still able to win the conference uh, championship game by a, about a, a, or excuse me, uh, they did actually, by my mistake, I'm confusing them with Baylor, of course, uh, stopping uh, Oklahoma State at the goal line. But Oklahoma and Texas didn't really get impacted as much as you would sometimes think. For UCLA and USC, I don't think there's any really betting impact to be had of, oh, there's going to be revenge on these Nonsense. That doesn't exist these days. No, no, no. I'm not concerned at all from that standpoint. Um, you know, USC's just got to get things going in the right direction. You mentioned them coming in the Big Ten could have tremendous success. USC in the last four years has lost more games than Ohio State has in the last 12. Right. <laughs> I mean, that, that tells you everything you need to know about the Trojans. But to me, when you look at USC, this is a program. I, I still contend this is the premier, if all things are equal, coaching um, in terms of, you know, just getting players into the university. Because remember, uh, UCLA's got academic standards that don't allow them to take right, everybody. Right, the California that's, state yeah. system, yep. And so... I think USC, to me, if all things are going equally, I think they could be the premier program in college football. Well, and and look, at this point, and I that on a, a hidden Philadelphia for me on Thursday, I was asked about this. If you're a kid from the Midwest, yeah, and now you can play, like you said, play games in your home state on the road, yeah. wouldn't you rather, as an 18-, 19-year-old kid, go spend your time in Los Angeles as opposed to freezing your behind off in Ann Arbor or, or East Lansing. I, I, don't, there. I don't remember how much the application to UCLA was. I applied there with right. no shot of getting in, <laughs> but I was hoping I would slip through the cracks and be another Shaw that they rubber stamped in. You know, I was hoping to accidentally get in. Of course, I'm telling you right now, you step uh, foot on the campus of either UCLA or USC, right. the surrounding area of SC notwithstanding, you're, you want to go to USC. I, to me, I've always said, if you get the right salesman in there, that's what Pete was. Pete was the best salesman. Pete was great. He yes. was unbelievable. You bring in guys and you could easily. But here's the thing. They, the one problem in Los Angeles is this. USC football has to be good to get support. Look, Nebraska's terrible and they still get support. They're sold out every They're game. They're sold out every yeah. game. No, it's a, it, it's, a, it's a good point, Amal. And for this year, of course, Lincoln Riley there now. Caleb Williams there now. Nine and a half on USC's win total at DraftKings. It'll be a, a very interesting first step, especially with having... The quarterback there, finally, yet again for USC. And, of course, the coach that we expect to push them forward and the right coach to have them going into the Big Ten with. Are you sold on Caleb Williams the way they talk about him? I think he's a very good player with a tremendous upside, but they talk about him like he's, you know, Kyler Murray or Baker having already won a Heisman. Yeah, and you know, it's, it's just one of those where I expect him to do very well early, and it'll be interesting to see once there's more tape on him at, at, at SC, even more tape from what he had yet last year at Oklahoma. It'll be interesting to see. Alex Schiffer joins us next. We'll get his thoughts on where Kevin Durant may be ended up next here on Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Betting Across America rolling along here on a Saturday afternoon. I'm Jeff Parlesamal Shaw along, alongside. Before we get to our guy, Alex Schiffer, it uh, looks like Nick Kyrgios took a, a pretty nasty spill on center court there, Amal. He did. He slips down on a uh, opportunity against Sitsipas there. He had three break points on the opening service game of the fourth set. Kyrgios leading two games to one. Has only faced one break point on wow. his own serve, Jeff. So if you're Nick, you want to figure out a way to make sure you can stay in this match, and then you'll worry about Monday on Monday. Yeah, going full serve bot so far today, Kyrgios. Oh, is. yeah. <laughs> he really is. That definitely, for sure. But now with us, he covers the Brooklyn Nets. For the athletic, he's had a heck of a week of all. Is Alex Schiffer live? Actually, uh, not from the seven train. I was a little worried we might have him from the seven train, but uh, uh, in Queens today to, to root on uh, our New York Mets against the uh, Texas Rangers. But Schiff, pleasure uh, as always to have you on. Just uh, just go through from the moment that the report came out that Durant wanted out. What does this week look like for you? And just just go through where you think we're standing at right now. Yeah, uh, I got the Shams alert. I had a feeling that it might come at some point, but still I yelled, holy cow, in my house, and then I had to tell everyone that everything was okay. And the world <laughs> was ending. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, really since then, it's been working the phones and, and trying to see where the Nets stand on all this. I think this is going to go eBay style, and, you know, they want highest bidder, and, see, you know, you hear about teams continuing to re-up their offers. I feel like if I'm the Nets, I can kind of kick my feet back a little bit and just watch everybody outbid themselves before really deciding what direction I want to go with some of this. Alex, don't you think, though, the offer's got to be something comparable to or greater than what Minnesota acquired in the uh, got in terms of the Utah trade with uh, Rudy Gobert? Yeah, I, I couldn't believe that whole haul they got when I saw it in its entirety. I, I feel like Sean Marks might be writing Tim Connolly or, um, or even Danny Ainge right now. Thank you letters of like, look, you just, you just raised the market even more for me. You know, people already talked about the Paul George thunder trade, which I don't really look at as a one-to-one with this. Cause that was kind of like an overnight deal where Kawhi recruited PG and obviously the, uh, the Anthony Davis trade, that's crazy for a player and nothing on Rudy Gobert, but he's just not Kevin Durant. So I, uh, I think that just kind of reset the market a little bit, too, where if you're the Nets, you can go back to teams and say, look, look at what, look at what they just got Rudy Gobert for. You think I'm going to take anything less than that? So I, I think they have a ton of control right now with what they can get. Gobert, of course, yielded five players, four first-round picks yesterday. Just a wild haul that Minnesota gave up to get the Twin Towers them all. Yeah, absolutely right. To me, the big thing is the four first-rounders, Alex. And I think if you're Brooklyn, the easier way to rebuild is doing that. I want to switch gears a little bit and look at it from Marx's perspective and Joseph Tsai. If your ownership, uh, Kevin Durant is under control for four more years. 
why are you not going full Al Davis here and telling him, hey, listen, Marcus Allen, we're going to sit you? You know, to me, if you don't get the right trade, I don't trade Kevin Durant. There is no reason in the NBA these owners continue to be held hostage by guys under contract with lengthy deals still. I, I agree with all that, and I definitely don't think there's necessarily a rush. But I, I do think that just the optics of this have been such a mess and so bad. Uh, do you really want to put a team on the court next year? And we don't even know if, you know, I, I'm, I'm in believer when I see it with Ben Simmons taking the floor. You know, if, if there's a world in which they had Kyrie, Kevin, and, and Ben all still under contract, then obviously two of them would be probably at home and Kyrie and Kevin and then Ben, you know, whatever his situation may be. To me, that's such a terrible look after the way all of this has gone. You know, maybe I, I, I'm, I'm sure optics might not be the, uh, the first priority in all this, given the message created, but like, I feel like it would just be a tough message to send given what they what the fans have been through with all this. So I, I agree that, again, they can sit back and wait. But I, I also think that the, the quicker they can kind of press the reset button on all this, be rid of this era that wasn't, and, and move forward also, the better. Schiff, just, uh, just looking at the teams, obviously, on the list for Durant. Phoenix and Miami were on there. There's not really a package for Miami that makes a lot of sense for Brooklyn for Phoenix, I don't think there's the right assets. So eliminating those two teams, what is the team then that makes the most sense that can give a package that is even remotely close to what Brooklyn would want? Yeah, you know, I, I agree with you. I mean, obviously there's a set, there's a CBA clause with the Heat and they can't trade Bam Adebayo because you're not allowed to have two players, uh, trade for two players on rookie extensions. You know, my understanding is the Nets might not be crazy about acquiring DeAndre Ayton. Either, and as you said, I mean, you put him and Mikhail Bridges with Aiton, oh, excuse me, with Ben Simmons. I mean, you don't really have a guy that can get his own shot. So I, I like Toronto if you can get Scotty Barnes as a centerpiece, you know, rookie of the year. I think the Nets need to acquire the best player 23 and under they can. And I would call the Pelicans about Zion or Brandon Ingram, especially Zion. He has said he wants to play in New York and loves playing at the Garden. He'd be just across the East River and he would get his divisional games at the Garden. And you still have a lot there for your New Orleans. And to me, you, if you're the Nets, you have a centerpiece to rebuild around. So I, I like those options more so than, than Miami and, and Phoenix. Alex, I have not heard the Zion uh, to, and to Brooklyn uh, sending Durant to uh, New Orleans. I actually love that proposal you just came up with because, to me, if you're Brooklyn, you can build long-term with him. And if you are New Orleans with C.J. McCollum, Valachunas, and potentially Brandon Ingram, you can win right now. Um, I, I don't think, he, even though Golden State won the title, I don't think anyone is overwhelmingly dominant. I, I like that proposal. Is that something that's been floated out? Or I, I don't want to take credit away from you if that was your concoction. Well, while you're complimenting me, two more things. Uh, Willie Green, the uh, Pelicans coach, was with Kevin Durant in Golden State. There's a relationship there. And something interesting, you talk about there being legs. Zion Williamson uh, agreed to his rookie extension, if you saw the tweets, but he hasn't signed it yet. Once he signs it, my great idea goes off the board back to my CBA clause. So I think it's very interesting that the terms have been agreed upon but you have not seen a signature yet. Maybe it's the holiday weekend. I can't imagine the fourth in New Orleans. That sounds like a ball. But uh, I think it's a little interesting that we haven't seen him agree to the see him sign that contract since he agreed to the terms a day or two ago. If I got two hundred plus million dollars pending, I am taking a full police escort down to the facility, <laughs> and I'm going in in a body air cast. Why, why not, right? 100%. <laughs> uh, Schiff, uh, the other big name, of course, uh, Kyrie opted in as the big one year left. Obviously, the Nets ownership does not want him there next year. There seems to be no reason to expect that Brooklyn will send him where he wants to go. But where do you think he ends up going? It's a really good question. You know, I think the Nets are kind of waiting to see the Kevin Durant trade go through. And, you know, kind of some of the gymnastics we've just been talking about. I have a feeling when this whole thing is said and done, this is going to be like a four team, maybe 10 to a dozen players moving around because of all the cap gymnastics that have to make this work. So I feel like we see that trade happen before the Kyrie Irving situation figures itself out, you know, with 
And, and that's why I'm, I'm, you know, the Lakers would love to get rid of Russell Westbrook. The Nets just can't take him. I mean, that's $47.5 million. You talk about the repeater tax and what that would cost. And then, um, and then just the on-court product. I, John Wooden, I'm sorry, Jeff, but, uh, well, you're used to my recycled humor. I've made this re- reference four times on the radio. John Wooden cannot concoct an offense that works with Ben Simmons or Russell Westbrook on the court. So, um, so I don't know what the answer is. Like, I feel like that's why the, the Kevin Durant trade needs to happen, and then that's kind of go from there in terms of how they get rid of him, even if it means just waving him or something. But I, I, I don't see a natural for really for both KD and Kyrie because of what we've been talking about. I just don't see a natural no-brainer. This is the move you make in all this, and that's why I think some things need to get shaken out a little more before that all happens. You know, Alex, you mentioned Kyrie Irving, potential landing spot we've heard is Los Angeles. Forget the dollars and the liabilities in terms of uh, the luxury tax for Brooklyn. But, I mean, Sean Marks went to Cal Berkeley. This is not a dumb guy. I don't understand why everyone thinks that people are going to take Russell Westbrook like he's some gold bullion. First off, you're only the second person outside of myself to make the Cal Berkeley reference with Sean. I don't think that gets sold enough. He, as you said, he, this guy was a political science major. Yeah. People keep talking about swapping a headache for another, but didn't the Nets just do that with Philly, with the James Harden yeah. and Ben Symmetry? Like that, that you can't just keep making deals off of, um, off of how much Advil you're taking every night. So <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't see – it makes no sense from a basketball fit. It makes no sense on the tax situation. Like, they're just not going to do that. And, again, like, I, I don't – I, I think the Nets would prefer to not have Kyrie Irving sit home, but like, I think the Lakers are the more desperate team when it comes to Kyrie Irving. Like, they need him to be a, a contender next year more so than the Nets because the Nets situation is already kind of over and the standards are getting re- reset. So, if I were the Nets, I would find if I, I'd call Rob Lincoln, say find someone else to take Russ, and let's find another way to make this work. But we're not, we don't owe you anything on this. He's and a the thing, guys. There's a $5 million trade kicker for Kyrie Irving. He could take $5 million to get traded. Alex, enjoy the Mets game. Of course, he's Alex Schiffer, covers the Brooklyn Nets for the Athletic. Alex, thanks for being with us today. Enjoy the Mets game out there in City Field. We're back with more next on Betting Across America. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to Betting Across America here on VSIN. Happy to be with you. I'm Jeff Parles. He's a mall Shaw. Big thanks to Alex Schiffer for joining us. Uh, a lot to get to in the NBA mall. And of course, it's it's a Saturday. Not too much is going on other than some golf and some Wimbledon. Wimbledon, I should say. So it's perfect time for your A list. Going into the first few days of free agency, and it really wasn't even free agency that caught your eye. It was a pair of trades that caught your eye. Yeah, absolutely. The Rudy Gobert one is the big one, and I think it's a win for both sides. And I do think Utah gave up a little bit too much. I'm sorry, uh, the Jazz. Min- yeah, yeah. Minnesota gave up. I'm too sorry, much. Minnesota. Yes. I apologize. Yeah. yeah, Minnesota gave up yeah. too much. But uh, when you look at it in the West, I, I think with the size that they have with Carl Anthony Towns, uh, Gobert being more of a paint guy, but uh, Big Cat does play in the paint, so that's a little bit of a concern. Anthony Edwards, tremendous score. Uh, if you keep D'Angelo Russell, it'll be interesting to see what happens. And then, of course, you add Kyle Anderson with that size. You're looking at 6'9", 6'11", 6'11", maybe 7 feet across the front line. Reminds me of the old Lakers there. You know, you go with Worthy at 6'9", you got A.C. Green and then Kareem. Um, this could be a big, big front line. I think this can be dangerous, a dangerous team. But you know what concerns me, Jeff, is the lack of bench now for Minnesota. Right. That, so a few factors in that trade. Yeah. First off, they gave up way too many assets. I, maybe they had, maybe they thought they had to. Yeah. Maybe Tim Connolly, after having really, really the, the, the pace straps were on him in Denver. Yeah. And finally, someone tells him, hey, you can do whatever you want. And he just goes wild. And we know Danny Age has been great at getting an excessive amount of assets back for guys who may not be worth the amount of assets that come back from. You know, Danny Ainge is turning into Jerry West 2.0. Yeah, a little bit. Just understanding how to make acquisitions and get the best long-term haul, and it seems like it's really trending in the right direction for them. But um, 
I'll tell you what, I, I'm really excited to see what Minnesota does, but because A-Rod is part of their ownership group, I will not be cheering for them. I don't understand this, Jeff. This would be like, like the fact that he's on ESPN talking Sunday Night Baseball and he's been suspended for roids, to me, that's like us having on Ivan Boski or Michael Milken to talk about stock trading when they've both been convicted for insider trading. I, I don't get it. I don't understand why this guy's propped up. That's my little shot at the T-Wolves. I, I was going to say that. The, the, the two mentions you just made, that if you had those mentions over a half, <laughs> cash your 10,000 to one, which might not, <laughs> not, might not even be long enough. You know, the, the one thing I'll say with, with Minnesota, though, because you mentioned this right before we, we hopped on the air. They are clearly in win-now mode. Yes. Clearly. You don't make this deal if you're not in win-now mode. The biggest concern more than anything for me, Amal, is you traded all these assets to win now for a guy who has now in multiple postseasons been run off the court by select teams. And that's my big concern here. Now, you're better defensively because Carl Anthony Towns has shown that he can't be a big defensive interior force. We know Gobert is a great regular season player, but my concern is you get into a playoff series against Dallas, who very easily could be a 4-5 in the Western Conference ne next year. The way Dallas plays, Gobert could be run out of that series. That's the big problem that I have trading all those assets for a guy who has been run out of multiple series now. I would agree with you. However, I would look at historically in the NBA, going back about 42 years now, it's always been teams with size minus Jordan, LeBron and Steph. And the reason I bring those guys up, they're all historically great. Right. Steph's the greatest shooter of all time. LeBron's one of the greatest players of all time. MJ is the greatest player of all time. Between those players, you're talking about 14 rings. You look at the Celtics when they won three titles with Bird, uh, you know, Parrish and McHale, the best front line ever. They had monstrous size. Massive size, yes. Lakers had great size. Magic in the backcourt. I mean, Byron Scott was the only guy that couldn't get the height requirement in on that team. <laughs> but you, you look at the Pistons, they had size up front. Mahorn, Lambeer, Buda Edwards. Uh, the dream was there. I mean, uh, with Duncan and Robinson, with Timmy himself, there was great size, and you had guys interior that could make plays. But, you know, it'll be interesting to see. I think you bring up a good point in terms of 1v1. The Joker had one of the great lines of all time against uh, Rudy Gobert. Rudy's, like, waving everybody off. I got him. I got him. He goes, brother, I've got 47. Yeah, I mean, it's like, come on, man, you're not stopping him. And so from that standpoint, I think Rudy Gobert is going to be an interesting fit here. I think he'll help out Carl Anthony Towns, particularly on the defensive side. But uh, for me, I think a similar situation has happened in Boston. They acquired Malcolm Brogdon. Right. And I got to tell you, Jeff, I love Brogdon. I love his disposition. Played at UVA, smart guy, cerebral, 50-40-90 capable guy. And the problem I have is they're the opposite version of the T-Wolves. T-Wolves are going big, you know, with Kyle Anderson at 6'9 coming in there. What is Boston trying to do? Win the 6'8 and under title? I mean, you don't have much size. I get Williams and Horford, and I like those guys. But I'm just saying... Brogdon, to me, along with Tatum and uh, Brown, I, I don't know. It seems like kind of not necessarily a similar player, but on the same level. But I still overall like the acquisition. So I, I really did like this trade more so than the Gobert trade. And yes, they technically gave up on paper, just by sheer numbers, a lot of pieces for Brogdon. Yeah. But they didn't give up anything that makes you think, oh, I wouldn't have given that up for Brogdon. They gave up, they gave up players that... We're not really impact players moving forward for them. And for Indiana, obviously, Indiana is now in full-blown tank mode. We know that. But for Brogdon, I understand what you're saying with not having a lot of size other than those two guys up front. Yeah. You traded Tyson this deal as well. But you are adding a guy who, coming off the bench, as well as Derek White played in the playoffs, we've never seen that from Derek White in his career before. We know Brogdon leading a second unit can give you a boost that – maybe, what, three teams, four teams having a, having a league at this point, a guy like that being able to come off the bench? I would agree with you. I think you bring up an excellent point in terms of what he can give you as a sixth man is going to be an absolute difference maker. And I think when you look at Daniel Tyson, I forgot who else went in that trade to Indiana, but uh, I, I don't think it's that big of a deal from a uh, Boston perspective. They're going to be just fine. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward. So Brogdon and, of course, uh, Danilo Gallinari signed. I yeah. know I – know, uh, very excited I know, about I, that. I know, I know you're very excited about, uh, about uh, Danilo. But uh, the, the, the other pieces going that way are Daniel Tice, yep. Aaron Neesmith, Sauce Castillo. Somehow Nick Stauskas is still playing, which is amazing. Malik Fitz, Joan Morgan, and a 2023 first-round pick that will be in the late 20s. They give yeah. up nothing. They give Absolutely. The first-round picks outside the lottery and maybe, say, 15, 17, really don't have that much value. No, not, not at all. The other... 
The other trade made Friday, Amal, not on your A-list, and I think properly so, not on your A-list. Kevin Herter gets sent Sacramento. to Sacramento. Poor Kevin Herter, who I actually like as a player, very useful player, long, can shoot the three. Someone teaches him a little bit of defense, could even be even better. Poor guy gets shipped out to Sacramento, which is just basically the equivalent of NBA Siberia at this point. It is, but you know, and the worst part is you're paying California state tax on 41 games, <laughs> not to mention the games you play against the Clippers and the Lakers. Oh, and uh, the Warriors, too. Yeah, that's, oh, I forgot about the Warriors. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So now 47 games you're paying that tax there um, in California. Wow. But, you know, to me, um, that's one that just doesn't register a blip on the radar. Malik Monk signs with the Sacramento Kings right. as well. Um, he'll have an opportunity to kind of rekindle the backcourt he had at Kentucky with De'Aaron Fox. I got to tell you, I love the Joker signing. It's a no-brainer, 5 for 264. Carol Anthony Towns, I thought it was a little bit steep at five, 4 for 224, pays him $56 million a year. I like Zach Levine, but here's my concern. He's had a couple of knee injuries. That's an area of concern. I got to tell you, Devin Booker's a no-brainer. John Morant's a no-brainer. I think Jalen Brunson's a little bit rich at $26 million a year. And I got to tell you, the worst signing is Bradley Beal. And from his perspective no, or Washington's no, no. From perspective. his perspective, the question was, do you have a pen? <laughs> I mean, come on. What, are you kidding me? No, no chance. This, this The reason why this was a bad signing, what are you winning with Bradley Beal? Nothing. You've won nothing. You, you, so I said, he okay, they might get a sixth seed. They might win two games in the first round, and they'll be on vacation before the second round starts. Right. I, I would, to me, I would have said, listen, Bradley, we think you're a terrific player, but there's no reason for us to pay you this kind of money. You're not selling tickets. Nobody in D.C. is like, hey, man, what are you doing tonight? I'm in the Georgetown area. You just want to go over and land over and go watch Bradley Beal? No, nobody has ever said that in their life. <laughs> no, and it's true, but the only reason I even broached the question of for who, Beal, yes, it's a lot of money. Of course, you signed that type of contract. You're basically... Your whole career is mediocrity in this point. You're stuck in mediocrity for Beal. And I guess for the Wizards, part of it is that's a guy you just don't win with with being your best player. You just don't win anything of significance. I think Bradley Beal is a tremendous score, especially when you look at his size, 6'3", athleticism, right? Like a lot of people just sitting out there going, wow, how does this guy do this for his size? But he's a number two. That's what he is realistically. You're not winning with Bradley Beal long term. And to me, I just don't get paying a guy 251 and handcuffing yourself. In three years, they're going to be looking to unload this deal, and they're going to be sitting there saying somebody's going to take him for a Russell Westbrook type of trade. Not because he's diminished in skill, but just because the contract is an albatross. Amal, I want to bring up one more thing before we get to Mike Perano next segment. You like that Zion Williamson. I love it. For Durant thing. I had that thought, too, when it, when it came out. Like, you know what? New Orleans has Zion. They have Brandon Ingram. Both of those pieces, either or would be great pieces to, for Brooklyn to get for Kevin Durant. You imagine with McCollum shooting the ball, Ingram's length and his ability to shoot the basketball with KD, Valachunas inside, and you think KD doesn't want a piece of the Warriors with Draymond Green flapping his gums? <laughs> no, it's true. And, 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 and then for going the other way, assuming Zion doesn't sign that big, massive rookie extension, Zion, Jackson Hayes, four first-round picks, Maybe one other piece. The problem, Not terrible. The, the problem is, can you afford Jackson Hayes' parole officer? I'm just being realistic. It, it, it's, a, it's a point that I forgot about there. <laughs> Mike Peranio joins us next, betting across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. So sign up today with BetMGM or log on to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 or older to place a wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And that's all the time we have on today's show. He's a mall shop. I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you. Mike Peranio, of course, the sportsbook manager at Mandalay Bay, joins us right now. Mike, thanks as always for hopping on here on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, I guess we'll start in the NBA because it's been a little bit chaotic in the futures market for next season with Kevin Durant demanding a trade, all sorts of movement because of that. How have you guys handled next year's future book because of the news with Durant? Yeah, it's kind of a lot of action. Thanks for having me on, Jeff. Jamal. I appreciate it. Um, Biggest, you know, we've had a lot of big moves in the futures, and you expect that with what stuff that's going on. Although I will say uh, the group of favorites are remaining firm, you know, the Suns, Celtics, Clippers, Warriors, and Bucks. Uh, but we're still waiting on, what is it, Durant and at least Donovan Mitchell, see where they end up. Uh, but uh, there has been some moves. The Jazz went from 40 to 1 out to 125 to 1. That's surprised me a little bit, but... Uh, Jazz, uh, the Wolves went down. They went from 66 to about 40. Knicks, they went down too, a huge drop down to 101 from 250. Uh, and the Nets went up uh, from 7 to 30. And I, the other big move was the Spurs, uh, 25 to 1 out to 500 to 1. But that seems like that might be a mistake. I don't know if that should have went that far. They, they're trying to do some moves to the Suns. But you can see the movements on, are, are pretty big on futures. Uh, and we're coming off a future loss on the Golden State, so I'm sure we're being super careful going into next year, especially with all this frenzy going on right now. Uh, Jeff, excuse me, uh, Mike, uh, you know, when you look at the betting futures market, I know if you go back to 2011 when LeBron went to Miami, there was a big shakeup because you could have gotten the heat, I think, like 60-1 to to win the title or something like that. How much of an impact now is the free agency even before things happen based on rumors for you guys? Because we see these moves you alluded to with the Suns going down, uh, Heat, Lakers. Uh, you know, a lot of this speculation, we don't even actually know what's going to happen. Maybe Rob Palenka and them can't even pull off a trade and they don't get anybody in reality that helps them win. Yeah, I mean, it, that's, it is a frenzy because nobody knows for sure you know, how it's going to all wash out at the end. I mean, just the, the fact that Kevin Durant has, is still in play uh, makes it hard to do futures. Uh, although it seems like when he moves around, it hasn't had as much impact as when he went to the Warriors. But uh, it's interesting to see uh, uh, with the growth of, uh, you know, playing all over the country and legalized sports gambling, it seems like futures uh, are getting bet a lot more than they used to be. Uh, although here's a tip for the the rookies, futures, we hold your money for a long time. It's not the best bet, and, unless you cash, of course. So uh, unless you have Leicester at 1,000 to 1 in the in soccer like it happened a few years ago. But uh, it's interesting to see that. Uh, 
and, and now we're going to have, I, I think we, we might want to talk about the college football realignment. That, that's going to affect futures on that, too, although that's going to be you know down the road. But I, I think earliest is 2024. But uh, it's interesting to see uh, some of the realignments in college football, too. And that's going to be a huge play for us booking just for travel. I mean, if USC is going to the East Coast, we're going to have to consider traveling uh, in college more than we have previously. No, Mike, that's a good point. And, and, and why don't you speak to that a little bit further? Because we're assuming that this is not going to be the last blow in re- realignment. We're expecting at some point Notre Dame to make a decision on going somewhere. Uh, just just at least for this year, it doesn't make an impact. But next, the, the next few years, 2024, you, you like you said, UCLA, USC in the Big Ten and Oklahoma and Texas, not as much for travel, but Oklahoma and Texas in the SEC in that year. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's uh, maybe it'll turn out to be for the best. There's so many changes going on with players being able to get some money and and everything else, and these transfers that they're allowing. It's uh, it, it's going to take a while for I think it to wash out, and we're going to have to book carefully uh, until we see it washing out. And I think uh, the first show maybe I did or second show I did with you guys a few years ago, I think I was mentioning that I looked for UNLV to join the Pac-12 eventually because they could recruit to the stadium. Uh, now it might be sooner if they lose all their good teams. The UNLV might be in the Pac-12 in a couple years. So uh, it's interesting to see that uh, realignment. And they're going to have to eventually do something with the overall uh, commissioner and have some kind of organization body to watch this stuff. It's from top to bottom. Mike, you and Jeff both alluded to the travel. I, I'll tell you, my concern is not necessarily in football. It's in basketball. You know, the Pac-12, the way it's constructed right now, even factoring in Salt Lake City and Boulder, this is the greatest setup ever. Thursday, Saturday, Pullman, Seattle, uh, Palo Alto and Berkeley, Tucson, Tempe. It was unbelievable. Now, all of a sudden, this goes out the window. I, I'm curious to see how this is going to play out. What is USC and UCLA going to have a five-game road trip to the Midwest? Yeah, I mean, that's a very good point because everyone concentrates on football. And you're right, basketball, uh, that travel is even more important. And, uh, you know, I guess, I don't know, maybe down the road here, they're all going to have, maybe all the colleges will have their own private planes. (laughs) When it gets to that, when it gets to that point, I'm not sure I'm going to be a college football fan anymore, but it it might be beneficial to have a private plane if you're going to travel like that, especially in basketball. Oh, the basketball road trip of State College, Piscataway, and College Park. There you go, Amal. By the way, you know, I'm just saying this personally, and I know Jeff almost went to Penn State, Mike, and I have an anti-Penn State bias for having gone to Ohio State. But Penn State should be ostracized from any conference just for location alone. That is the worst place in the world to get in and out of. What, in the middle been? of absolutely nowhere in the middle what? of the trees? Try getting out of a game at State College after a night game at Penn State. Oh, beyond bad. Mike, I want to ask you real quick about college football. You mentioned, you know, not being a fan potentially in the future. I'll tell you what, I think this season, I'm always excited for the year, particularly from a betting standpoint, but I got to tell you, I think this is going to be a horrible season in college football because I think Alabama and Ohio State are about three miles ahead of everybody else. Do you see anybody else being a legitimate contender to knock those two teams off from meeting in the national title? Yeah, it's tough to see that. But that's it's good for the books, to be honest with you, when there's not that big chance for a huge upset because we can keep the odds low to start with and on the main couple teams. Uh, yeah, that's another problem they're going to you know run into. But I see college basketball maybe getting some uh, spread out in the talent a little bit more. Maybe that'll be the result of the paying the players and, and that type of thing. Uh, I already see coaches talking smack to each other about who's paying the most for each other's players. So uh, it's not a good right now, but I think they just need a couple years to wash it and play it out and, and get it settled. And I think it'll bounce back eventually, but it's going to be some turmoil for a couple of years. Mike, we're a little over two months away from the NFL season starting uh, the regular season, of course, uh, just future bets wise. Is there any teams that have taken a bunch of action in the lead up here? Well, I, I, you guys probably have talked about this before, but being in Vegas, uh, Vegas and what they did over the off season, they've been pounded down and we started them pretty low. The bet, bet MGM traders are pretty wise. So it's not terrible, uh, 
you know result for us but you get a lot of people betting the the raiders uh especially here in town so you know when we book nationwide like bet mgm that offsets a little bit so we're not in a horrible position but uh, in the old days that would not be good for us if we were the only legal book in, in nevada and the, the raiders were do, making the moves they make now we'll probably get some buybacks on other teams in other parts of the country which is helping us actually booking Mike, I said I've never seen a division this competitive before. When you look at all four teams, do you recall any division being this good top to bottom? Because I think you can make case for any of the four teams winning the division, and it would be a legitimate argument. Yeah, I mean, not maybe as strong as this year. I, I kind of – Pittsburgh's conference, they used to be – and division used to be pretty tough, especially the division. Uh, you know, but they, times change. But, yeah, you look at that – and we get to to enjoy those games. I, I've been to SoFi a couple times, and it's pretty pretty nice to have all those teams right here and a couple new teams that are playing in a new stadium and the Raiders are in a new stadium. It's uh, a lot of glitz on the West Coast uh, conferences and uh, divisions, and it's uh, it's it's kind of cool. I mean, I, I, I think we might have lost the Oakland A's uh, this week, but hopefully they can figure that out. Uh, but uh, Vegas is a destination and uh, for other reasons now than sports betting, which is, is good for us too. He's Mike Peranio, of course, the Mandalay Bay Sportsbook Manager, always joins this program on Saturday. Mike, always a pleasure. Thanks for hopping on with us today. Thanks. Good luck, everybody. Thank you. We'll, uh, we'll try our best. Uh, on the betting slate for today. We got a lot of baseball coming up at the top of the hour. We preview it next here on Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.